Yeah, my closest friends growing up, friends and mentors and influences were Kenyans, uh, many of whom were born into such incredibly challenging circumstances. To me, it was very clear from the very beginning that I was born into so much more opportunity. It wasn't this abstract idea that different people have different situations. It was my best friends Mm -hmm. who were dealing with things like whether they had food on the table. And that happens here in the U.S. too. Providing inspiration and community for women in business of Middle Tennessee. This is Powered by Her with Tiffany Anton. Welcome back to Powered by Her. I am Tiffany Anton and today is just, it's such a special episode. I'm so excited for you guys to listen. Today is our 100th episode just releasing. We've been doing this for about four and a half years now It's been crazy. It's been a journey. And we have our first male guest on Powered by Her. Travis Truel, thank you for being here. Thank you. It's an honor. It's crazy. Your business partner, Laura Hickman, is here as well. And so you guys are the founders of Flint Global. Hi, Laura. Hi, Tiffany. (laughs) So I'm so, 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 like, I've kind of gone back and forth of what to do for our 100th episode. This just felt right. I mean, Travis, we kind of talked, Laura and I talked about whether or not you should be part of the episode, if I should just talk with Laura. And um, we we decided you're a feminist. And so... Thank you. (laughs) You could be part of it. I'm just really honored to have you guys here and to celebrate all the things that we're doing with Flint and Powered by Her and how this partnership has kind of unfolded. And we'll get into all the things, but... Happy 100th episode. Woo! Woo! Yeah, there we go. We're Congrats. excited. Um, That's exciting. Big fan of your work. Thank you so, so much, Travis. You Like, you truly are, like, when I think of, like, what man to put on, as people always say, is there ever going to be a guy on? And it's like, oh, I don't know. I, you know, I'm, I haven't been opposed, but this just, it felt, it felt right. Do you feel, how do you feel about being the first man? I feel undeserving, but very honored. Aww. So. You're Thank you. totally deserving. So one of the things I want to take a second and kind of look back, like I said, we've been doing this for four and a half years. So I want to take a second to thank Stonecom. They were the ones that kind of gave us our first start. They approached me about doing a podcast. So we were doing that for a couple years there. And then we moved over in 2021. I met Luke Ramey and I thought, hey, let's do this as a video podcast with Cookville Creative. And Luke took a risk on, on Powered by Her and, and supported us for for some time. And we we we're able to do a video podcast and develop that. And we've now moved to the pod kitchen, part of this podcast family. And so what we've done with Cookville Creative and Luke Ramey has been really amazing. The Biz Foundry has always supported what we've done with with Powered by Her. And that's been really amazing. I want to thank most of all the listeners and people who are downloading, people who are sharing, people who have made this podcast the success that it has been. Obviously, without the downloads and listens and shares, we wouldn't be doing this. We wouldn't be doing, you know, be doing what we're powered by her Kenya or any of the things. And so it's been really great. And so I just appreciate all, um, and, and friends and family that support what, what we're able to do and what we're, our mission is. I also want to take a second to thank our partners for this episode. Tennessee Tech Women's Center hosts free community programs throughout the year. Coming up next week, Pam Grossman, author, curator, and host of the podcast, The Witch Wave, is visiting. Grossman will be talking about the images of women and magic on October 23rd and October 24th about building a freelance writing career. You can find all the events at tntech.edu women or follow on social media at TN Tech Women's Center. What I love most about Thursdays is that you can get a new Powered by Her episode. 
What I love second most about Thursdays is that you can go buy honey baked ham in Cookville and get a dollar off your sandwich. With a variety of different sandwiches, you are sure to be able to find one that you love. Stop by on Willow and tell Coop that you heard about honey baked ham on Powered by Her. Have you guys had honey baked ham? It's pretty good sandwich. It's wonderful. It's delicious. And every Thursday, you get a new Powered by Her episode, and you can go get a dollar off sandwiches. So I can't wait. Highly recommend. Travis, you sound real excited about. Yeah. That's my excited voice. I like it. It's just, good. Yeah, that's all <laughs> it's, I have. It's good. So let's start with what is Flint Global. Laura, I'm going to pick on you and tell me what Flint Global is. So Flint Global has started about three and a half years ago, and we exist to uh, work with people all around the world who live in extreme poverty and to walk beside them as they develop businesses and find ways to move their families permanently out of poverty, breaking those cycles forever. And what does permanently, <clears throat> well, I know what permanently means, but how does, how does Flint do it so that it's not just, one of the things, the examples I say a lot is that often when you think of developing countries or people who are in extreme poverty, well, I just need to donate money to that cause. And that just a family receiving money isn't a permanent long-term sustainable thing that's right so so there is a need globally for uh aid in a crisis uh that's a real thing if if a hurricane comes then people just need food and water and shelter immediately there there is a need and a place for that sort of assistance what we are talking about is very different. It is helping an individual build something for themselves that they can continue on long after we are gone. Uh, and, and that's a capacity building work. It's, it's helping people gain tools to start businesses, uh, helping them to save money uh, helping them even with how they think about what is possible. We, we find that's usually the first barrier uh, is that uh, sometimes we all get stuck in a rut of not believing that change is possible. Mm -hmm. And um, so we, we go in and do that work. What would, what would you add to that, Travis? Uh, we all have different education, different assumptions about uh, reality. And a lot of people on this planet have been born into incredibly challenging circumstances where they have not had access to opportunities, to education, to resources, to uh, mentors. And so what we do is we systemically look at those systems in some of the most challenging places on the earth. And we just partner with amazing community leaders who are already in those communities born and raised and they're already working so hard to find solutions to improve their communities but for, there are these gaps that exist for historical reasons around access to information access to skills access to market connections supply chain and so we have a toolkit and a team that is designed to walk alongside those people to open doors to more opportunities so that families uh, can solve their own problems they can have money in their own pockets to sustainably solve the problems that face them. So it's great to provide food for someone, to provide education for someone, to provide health care. Those are needed temporary solutions, but what we do is we walk alongside those people and help them 
grow into an ecosystem where they can solve all of those problems on their own in perpetuity because they have the skills, the connections, the resources to do so long after we're gone. Uh, yeah. And one of the things that makes you unique, uh, what do you call, you call it, a third culture kid? Is that what you That's mean? what many call it. Okay. So you were born in in Kenya? Yes. And you grew up until you were how, you're, how old? I was nine when I moved to the U.S. So you grew up there for nearly 10 years, you know, a decade of your life. Um, you often like to do, when you do presentations, you have a, a picture of, you know, 10, 15 Kenyans that are in this picture, brown skinned people, and you don't have shoes on in the picture. And you often say, you can recognize me because I don't have shoes on. Um, and you are a light skinned person. So it's, kind of, you know, that's your joke about things. <laughs> but so you kind of have seen firsthand a lot of the cultural issues and, and what um, difficulties that some of these families face. Yeah, my closest friends growing up, uh, friends and mentors and influences were Kenyans, who, uh, many of whom were born into such incredibly challenging circumstances. And to me, it was very clear from the very beginning that I was born into so much more opportunity. And it wasn't this abstract idea that different people have different situations. It was my best friends who were dealing with things like whether they had food on the table. And that happens here in the US too. And I also spent my life watching, being in and out of places like East Africa my whole life, watching people try to help, people with good intentions, seeing a lot of wasted resources, sometimes seeing harm done in the name of good unintentionally, but also seeing uh, some of my friends dramatically change their family trees forever. And what are the things that led along that path to those results? And what are the things that others are trying that seem to not be actually moving the needle, despite maybe looking good on paper or on a website or on an ad on TV? And so Flint Global was born out of having real practical, simple solutions that actually move the needle for people who we actually have relationships with and care about, and all of it being driven by locals on the ground who understand the challenges, the needs, the opportunities, way better than people in boardrooms 7,000 miles away who think they know best and want to make decisions. So we've built this global community that moves in that with real practical uh, real tools and a community of people from all over the world. Both of you have probably had an education factor of, for people who don't know, but maybe follow Power by Her. I was able to travel to Kenya with both you and Laura, Travis and Laura, um, in February, and we had an amazing 10 days of time, at least in my opinion. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was okay. <laughs> Um, we laughed, we cried, we did it all. We saw elephants and zebra and amazing humans. I was kind of drawn to what you were doing, but I wasn't really like into it as much as like, you know, I didn't understand. I mean, I kept saying third world countries and you're like, well, that's not really what we, that's not how we refer to it. There's an education piece of what you're doing. And I think... It is really difficult for all of us to conceptualize something that we don't know. Uh, and so 
here in the U.S., uh, we, I, I grew up in a small town, a lot of economic poverty, but still in that setting, there was still access to systems of care, however broken they were. Um, there was healthcare assistance, there was food assistance, uh, running water was available. And so healthcare, like, yeah, you know, nobody's going to let your kid need medical attention and, and you just can't have it. You can take your child to the hospital, whether you can pay for it or not. Yeah. Uh, and, and there are very real challenges in that community where I grew up and here and, uh, in a lot of places. But I think one of the things that I love about having people like you travel with us is to, to, to see that there, there is a different world out there where people have vast challenges. Uh, just a few weeks ago, we were in Kenya and we drove by a little girl on the side of the road who was covered in dust uh, and she had a little bucket in her hand and she was out literally digging in the dirt to find water because there there was not easy water access in that village and they knew from years and years that there were places they could dig down and hopefully eventually get to water but that's her reality every day if she needs water and her family needs water that's her job to go find it in the dust in the desert and that's that's very different than what mm-hmm. we experience it's kind of hard to imagine if you can't mm-hmm. see it what do you think Travis about the education aspect of what you've had to do to some, some of the issues that you've seen in some of these big boardrooms where people are sending aid but it's maybe at, at a detriment to what is really helpful to these communities um, you know how has that mission been in the past couple of years flint launched in 2020 2019 2020 yeah. um and so you you've spent i'm sure almost just as much time is advocating for what the changes are in a, a a different type of impactful way most people who are you know that they send money in places and not necessarily skills and so how has that been for you that education piece yeah, um, it's very complicated because real solutions to really complex global issues like poverty are nuanced and they also have to be contextualized to local environments. That makes our work hard to explain because there are so many layers of what we're delivering and how we're delivering it. And to educate people on all of that that's a lot of time which is a lot of cost and so it's a journey we're on to to communicate better it's a lot harder to explain what we do than to say you know we drill water wells or we do medical clinics Um, when you're digging into the systemic issues you're getting into complexity and so an education about those layers to understand the historical reasons that people lack access to banking or to financial systems or to basic medical care. Um, That's complicated. There's also this, to me, one of the most important education pieces is that uh, two things that seem opposing can both be true at the same time. So there is this 
kid that Laura mentioned digging in the dirt for water. There are, but Kenya is also a country full of extremely educated people. There's a lot of wealth in Kenya. There uh, are locals who are doing incredible work to solve these problems mm -hmm. well before we're ever involved. That's the side that I think many international nonprofits neglect. They think they're the hero coming in to solve these problems. And they think they can pre-design solutions from 7,000 miles away and dictate uh, the way that programs should operate. And so what we have designed is a way of finding those remarkable local leaders who are already on the ground, who are already doing incredible work. And, but for historical reasons, they do have gaps mm -hmm. in what they're able to, to bring forward. And so we're just a little spark to reference Flint. We're just a little spark, but the fire is really gonna grow locally. Um, we're just trying to be wind in the sails of amazing leaders. And we do have curriculum. We have team members with expertise. We have processes and systems. But all of that has to be deployed through highly capable local leaders who have agency and decision-making power and who are crafting it for their local environment. Um, and that is what makes what we do actually work. We are a resource. We are a partner to amazing people from these communities who are driving change every day, day after day. So one of the things, um, most of the, maybe not most, m more the majority of the people that you work with are often female, correct? Correct. Yes. Um, and we live in the United States. <laughs> And there's this huge feminist movement and women empowerment and, and strong women. Um, and so it, it's easy to get caught up in that and what's going on here of like, you know, the supportive, supportive system of strong women and having women in leadership and women sitting at the table and all those things. Um, what do you see outside of the United States when it comes to women in leadership. I, I know when I was in Kenya, I, I talked a lot with some of the, one of the partners that you work with is a female um, par, uh, in entrepreneurship. And so it was interesting to have a conversation with her. But what, what do you think is kind of, what's the culture like on women empowerment globally? Hmm. Uh, I, I think it very, we work in a lot of different places around Ele the world. 11 countries, is that where you're at now? Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. We're we're in eleven. Uh, we it, it varies. It varies by by place, just like it it does here. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of the women that we work with are aware of uh, female empowerment, and uh, there's there's research to support investing in women. Uh, in order to bring about change in communities that, that women, women get shit done. Perhaps. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> Travis, what's your, what, what do you, do you have an opinion on that? <laughs> yeah, I think globally there is, there's a global movement uh, in that direction. Mm -hmm. um, and that is more clear on paper than when you get down to community levels and family levels where historic systems that favor men 
still dominate globally and it's much more extreme uh, in certain parts of the world where they're dealing with ways that that looks that are culturally accepted that are much more oppressive. Um, so we could get into long conversations about a lot of specifics. But what global data shows is that women, uh, when you work with women, they are much more likely to take uh, the change that is happening in their life and spread it through the family and through the community than men are. So you can talk to global nonprofits all over the world, and as much as they can work with women as possible, they're doing so because the data supports that that is a move to change families and to change communities uh, to multiply the work you're doing through those women. One of the things I think is interesting is that, you know, women are doing a million things here. We're business owners, we're mothers, we're wives, we're, we're hustlers, we're doing all this stuff. Why is it important to care what's going on in Africa, in Colombia, South America, in India? Why is it important to take time out of all the things, all the ways I'm, I'm pouring out um, here why is it important to like care about, I mean, what's, what's going on in Kenya doesn't affect my life. I'm saying that sarcastically. <laughs> I, I, I can, I'll, yeah, I'll start with it. that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we live in a world where we are all interconnected. Uh, what's going on, conflict in Ukraine affects global grain prices and we all feel it. I, I don't think any of us can disconnect ourselves what's, with what's happening all over the world. Um, and globally, global migration is a, at an all-time high. Uh, we in the U.S., we talk about the, the impacts that we feel as a result of that, uh, but that global migration happens because of systems that are happening in local communities in other places, that's where it starts. And we can actually impact those communities and uh, help them to grow in healthier ways, which in turn affects those things that we notice and affect us. So that's, that's more of like a, a high level global answer, but I think when you drill down to it, we're, we're all people. Mm -hmm. uh, my mom, it was really important to my mom when I was growing up that I understood clearly that no one has any more or any less value than anyone else. We, we all matter uh, and we all have something to contribute. And so even if we can't uh, see someone, see our neighbor uh, on the other side of the ocean, they, they have just as much value as I do. Travis, why should we care? Yeah, on the, uh, on the selfish level, most of the world's greatest problems human migration, uh, the spread of disease, war and violence, most of these things are fueled by economic uh, desperation. When people are desperate to be able to just provide for themselves and their family, then these things proliferate across the planet and affect us all. So this is something we should all care about. Um, and at the human level, like Laura said, I mean, when I 
think about the people we work with. I think about the fact that uh, the last thing I would want is to lay awake at night afraid of how I'm going to be able to feed my children tomorrow. And I think if, if we long for that for ourselves, then we should long for that for others. Mm-hmm. And that includes all our neighbors across the planet. Um, it includes my neighborhood, my literal neighborhood in Cookville, Tennessee. And it includes people far, far away. Mm-hmm. And one of the interesting things about those people far away is it actually takes much less to do much more. The impact that we can have, I mean, I'm just, I'm so excited. Yeah, I think it's hard for people to fathom until they travel like you did, Mm -hmm. uh, just how thin the margins are that people are surviving on and how little it takes to just to genuinely change someone's life forever. I mean, our average cost per person that we work with is under $100. And for less than $100 per person, we can deploy everything needed for them to be able to build a business and be able to put their kids in school, pay medical bills, uh, put food on the table, get clean drinking water, avoid disease, all of these things for, for so little. And it's so easy for those of us who were born into so much. Uh, even people lower on the income scale in America are some of the wealthiest people on the planet by far. And it takes so little for us to change families' lives forever. Yeah. In 2019, you were renting a space from us at the Biz Foundry. You were co-working. And we became, you're, you're a more reserved, quieter person. <laughs> but we became friendly Um, and so um we were i connected on instagram and you had posted a picture you went to an elephant orphanage in nairobi and i was so excited we had we've adopted an elephant there and so i was connected and um i just i don't even know that i knew what you did for work at that point and i was like oh my gosh you went to see this elephant and so we kind of started talking and you encouraged me to get a new passport and we talked all about passports and um you had this passion for travel which i have a a passion for travel and um and i just really kind of loved your heart and what your your passion was and so i kind of um maybe like a little bit of a stalker um got got really interested in what you were doing and like tell me all the things what can i do to i mean there are times where i'm sure in a normal world if you didn't really know who i was you would be like what's this crazy lady doing a little bit right no comment (laughs) um so we started planning, and I, I, will, I just, I will go everywhere to the ends of the earth with anyone, maybe not with anybody, but <laughs> um, I really thought this would be a really cool opportunity to go to Africa, which I never would have. That wasn't in my vision book at any point to like go to Africa. That seemed so far fetched, and so we started talking and kind of um, planning this, and then COVID hit, and I kept trying to tell you like, no, no, the, the plane tickets are really cheap. Let's go. Um, and so we had to delay and delay and delay. And so finally we were able to go in, in this past February from your perspective. And you've talked a little bit, both of you have talked about getting people to travel with you. Um, what was your thoughts going, you know, knowing me the way you know me and kind of my passion, did you think that were you like, this is going to be great. Cause she's going to be even more invested and like get, you know, 
things from this or were you just kind of like whatever or what's your thoughts I'm a big believer in the idea of bringing the world together Mm -hmm. that when you bring good people together around a table good things happen whatever that is whenever that is the more we can get great people in a room having a great time sharing ideas good things will grow and so I've got all my good friends and colleagues in Kenya and I've got amazing people here in Cookville like you and the more I can bring people together the better and then for you specifically you're a mover and a shaker it's now even official (laughs) officially documented in the city magazine Uh, but you're a mover and a shaker that's clear from day one and so getting someone like you on the ground to meet these amazing people to see what we're doing to understand it I don't know what's gonna result from that but I know it's gonna be something great Mm -hmm. and so I was super excited it happened and uh, and already great things are growing. It's it's crazy because like Laura, I mean, when we set off, I, I mean, I just thought I'll record some podcast episodes and, you know, the, like, to be honest, there was a part of me that was like, oh, I just I get to go to Africa. Who This is crazy. This is great. Um, I had no idea the impact that that was going to have on me during that time. I had no idea the impact you would have on the people that you met when you were there. When I heard that you were going to interview uh, women entrepreneurs, I thought that was really cool, uh, but being a part of it and watching you interview women, which you do here all the time, mm-hmm. uh, and, and validate that sometimes it's just hard and that the experiences that the, the women that you were talking with that they had were difficult and then celebrating their their passions and their striving and their push during difficult things to get things done. It was so beautiful. And uh, then to, to talk with some of those women afterwards and hear them say what an encouragement it was uh, to just have somebody sit and listen to them and validate them that's huge. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I had no idea what would come out of that trip, yeah. uh, but, but it's been beautiful. And now there's a lot more and I'm sure you're going to talk. Yeah. About it. So, so yeah. So at the, really the, the main, I mean, we had, I think three or four different episodes that we released, um, after that, after our trip that I was able to record there and, um, just meet with business owners. But I met, we met this, um, fashion designer, Joyce. I've talked about her multiple times and she's on social media with us. And, um, she was a young woman. She's, I think she just turned 27, 28. Um, and we've fundraised and helped her launch her business where we got a sewing machine for her to, to work out of her home. And part of that, that really impacted me was that it wasn't just, again, sending funds for right now it was for the long term of like her establishing a business she has two young sons so that she could change her you know dynamics of her own home at that time but then have these boys grow up in a household that they do have food on the table and it's different and then that you mentioned Laura that we're all just humans um Joyce has a heart like mine has a heart like the two of you, where she's just passionate and a giver. And even though maybe it's a struggle for her to put food on her table, she wants to give back to other people. So Joyce lives in the capital city of uh, 
Nairobi in Kenya, but she grew up in a village that it's near the Tanzania border. Is that correct? Kisumu? It's near Kisumu. Which is, it's is like that near the... southwestern Kenya. Is that near uh, the It's Tanzania? that direction. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so it's out in a village. Um, and so she saw that there was a need for mentorship. And here she is kind of struggling herself month to month. Um, but wanting, but seeing, feeling like she was getting poured into and she wanted to pour into others as well. And so how amazing and how much does that support the mission of what we're doing at Powered by Her, at what you're doing with Flint. And so um, we kind of have launched weirdly, which was not in the plans. Um, I think that's the best you know, made plans, whatever the phrase goes. I'm really good at half phrases. <laughs> um, so, you know, we were able, we've kind of put together a Powered by Her Kenya initiative, partnered with Flint of fundraising to create a mentorship community there. Flint Global's full name is Flint Global Partners, and we're all about partnership. And the more we can partner with great people like, you and Powered by Her, the more we can do together. So I'm just super excited about what we're going to be able to accomplish together. There's already things happening. There's already momentum ahead of us. Um, but I'm really excited to get this going and continue to grow it. Laura has gone back since. Well, both of you have gone back since. But you were able to spend some time with Joyce after um, we were there and Joyce and I, I mean, we literally text multiple times a week. This is a friend of mine. I love, I've always loved when Travis would say, these are my friends and not like, oh, these are people, you know, from, these are Kenyans. They're genuinely his friends. And Joyce has become genuinely my friend. Um, one thing that she says a lot to me is like, you just, you've changed my life. You've, you've helped things. You, you know, God bless you for all that you've done. And I say the same, like, I really truly feel like she has impacted my life life and changed who I am so much I mean so many times when we so one of the things we did when we were in Kenya is that daily I was very much on what are good things and our bad things Laura tell me what you call good day, good things and bad things Travis hates oh, this man. but that's okay but maybe so other people will want to use this this it, is a recycle regifted um Laura-ism perhaps uh and if this ruins your day I'm really sorry <laughs> Uh, this, I did not come up with this originally, but uh, fortunately or unfortunately, I mentioned it on our trip as Tiffany was wanting to share uh, highlights and lowlights of the day. I mentioned that a friend of mine enjoys calling it the daily popsicle and poopsicle. <laughs> poopsicle and popsicle. Which is what stuck on our trip in February. Right. We had a daily popsicle and poopsicle, and I think it ruined Travis's love it's for deeply popsicles. Troubling. <laughs> the idea of a poopsicle. Yes. I, I can, can hardly stand to say it. It's incredibly visual, uh, but you, you get the I point. did bring um, fudgesicles to your team meeting after we got back from Kenya. Just it was amazing. I did not partake. <laughs> <laughs> but my popsicle from the whole trip was the people and I was like emotionally moved so many times on the trip of just like this is so amazing these people are so great um but one thing that I think with Joyce has really stood out is that she like you've talked about the, the my life compared to my struggles compared to her struggles are not even to me I feel like I I'm not worthy of even saying I have any struggles because they don't compare you know my kids have food on the table no matter what but I think at the core of it, we're all just humans. And she looks at me, she's a single mother, she looks at me as a single mother, and she feels this connection there. And I think that that has 
knowing that we can just be humans and we can, you know, come together in that way, I think is impactful. Yes. I think we, we all need each other. And, uh, the, the beautiful thing about this life is that we are not built to do this alone, not any of us. And so it's easy to think about, um, the work that we do as we're helping other people and and we are coming alongside and offering a very specific assistance uh, and when we come alongside I feel like I gain so much in yeah. relationship and learning and encouragement and I I learn things for myself that are really helpful to me. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned that uh, you feel like your problems don't compare, but we we all have we all have challenges. They're, uh, they're real to me. They're real to you. Yes. You know, I think that's the thing is that you know we shouldn't feel bad, Travis. You know, growing up in Kenya, and you had a you had different things about you know to your home life than your friends did, and you you don't necessarily have to feel bad about the the life you were given as opposed to other people, but you can do the things you can do to, to make an impact and change other people's lives as well. And I think that's a huge thing. Yeah. I think accepting who we are and where we are, uh, positions us to have those authentic relationships with people who are different from us and who do have a different background and that in authentic relationships, not inauthentic, but within authentic (laughs) relationships, um, we're setting the stage for great things to grow for everyone involved on all sides. And, and the world needs more of that. So what we're doing with Power I Heart Kenya, which it just, I mean, it, this is how my life goes is that things just kind of fall into my lap and it's like, yeah, let's do this. This sounds great. And this is kind of how it was with you guys. I said, Hey, let's look at this. And so we are starting to fundraise and we're taking donations and Flint, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. Flint takes lots of donations and has lots of things going on. But um, for Power by Her Kenya specifically, we have a page on the, um, you can go to powerbyhercommunity.com and click on the support button and you can find a donation link. And we are looking for donors that will help foster a mentoring program. So Joyce, my friend Joyce, and some of the other leaders of Kenya that you've talked about, our friends Peter and Mildred. Mildred has an episode of Powered by Her. You can go back and listen to her episode. But they will be fostering a mentorship program with about 20 girls, ages 13 to 20 right now. Um, I do think that this has a potential to be powered by her Kenya in more than just the village that Joyce is from. Mm -hmm. But right now, we're kind of looking for some donors and support of what we're doing. And I do think, Laura, like you said, the wind in your sails factor is really huge. So I'm I'm trying to look for a community of 10 to 20 people that can really support what we're doing right now so that I can bridge, we can bridge these communities together. Travis, I'm going to throw you out there and say that you would love to take a, commu- a Power by Her trip oh, yeah. at some point. Travis, in his next lifetime, I mean, he has got a lot on his plate, but in your next t- lifetime, I think um, Shell and I discussed that you should be a travel agent. I would love that. And um, tour guide. Tour guide. Um, when we went, Laura, it's not just a hundred. I mean, we work a lot, but Travis makes sure that everything is. He crafts a magical experience. He does. <laughs> it's magical. It, it is magical. It is something. Um, I mean, so we were able to to 
do a couple days in Nairobi, which is the capital city. We were able to go up to Meru, which is the town that the the village that he grew up in, um, and that was like the the hotel that we stayed at, at that place. Um, we came back that night and it was hot the whole time and nobody had air conditioning. But we had. Did you have hot pads in your bed? Oh yeah, that's yeah. what I love about that place. Yeah. So like they had like the, the heating pads and they were in my bed. So it, like warmed my bed, which I didn't really want a warm bed <laughs> at that point. But um, but it it was you know this nice touch and um, then we were able to go on safari. The last time you were able to go, you went on a boat trip down the Nile. Yes. Um, well. I mean, a little tiny bit. We just crossed over in a little dinghy. It wasn't wasn't that dramatic, uh, but we got to see the Nile. Let's just say that it was it was amazing. (laughs) You got to like touch it, right? We did. You know, go across the Nile. I mean, so I I think um, what you know, what we the potential for what we have here and to grow this. I think we, but I really am looking for not and and in fundraising. I'm sure that you will say. No donations too small, no, you know, buy-in is too little, but I really do want to have some people who are really bought into what we're doing Mm -hmm. and to really, these girls, I mean, I FaceTime with them. I have not gotten to go to this village and meet these girls, but I think it'll be just an amazing experience of what we can do. Yeah. I would love to take a Powered by Her trip with anyone who wants to come. And I think that is something really exciting about people who can be a part of this with you is it's really personal it's focused it's personal you are literally communicating regularly through whatsapp with joyce and with others and people can be personally connected to what they're giving to and understand what's actually happening and meet the people and uh, experience what it's like to be a part of that relationship One of the things that I love about what you are creating, Tiffany, is you are intentionally creating community. And I think anytime we come together in community, there is a synergy that is built uh, to accomplish way more than what you could accomplish alone or I could accomplish alone. And that's, that's a powerful thing to be a part of, is a community working towards good. When we were kind of figuring out what Powered by Her stood for, somebody said, what does it stand for? And I said, inspiration and community. And I think that that has been a really big driving force is like, how can we create? We started doing lunches and we, I, I, I think as humans, sometimes you can just feel like you're on an island and you're by yourself. And the weight just seems like it, it gets distributed if you aren't doing it alone. And so having that community of people and I didn't, you know, with us working with Joyce and we did a little bit of fundraising for her birthday and we we got our business up and going, we didn't send over $10 million. We spent, you know, it it was around $1,000 that we were able to start her business and then perpetuate so that she doesn't have to struggle. But I do think part of that, not even just the money aspect, is just her having a friend. Of her feeling like she has somebody that she can come to. She has somebody I'm probably one of the biggest hype people in the, the world maybe i mean travis you've seen a lot of people so am i i mean am i in no, the top 10 in the world oh yeah. I mean, oh yeah okay so um i mean i'm a i'm a and that's you as people who are listening probably have heard by this point that travis and laura are both pretty chill soft-spoken we're, we're wild we're just really wild so wild they're just reserving they're reining themselves in but that was part of what like I needed to be like, like the woo on on the trip of just and that's what I want to be for Flint in general is I want to be this 
the, the advocate to celebrate. I think you guys so often have your heads to the ground and you're just running because you know there's so much work to do. And so, you know, there's you have a goal of how many million? Half a million people half by a, 2033. By 2033, you want to impact half a million people. That's a lot of work. That's like yeah. a, a huge undertaking. So you forget to stop and celebrate your wins. And so having those allegiances and those partnerships of people who want to celebrate and that's what I've I've hopefully aligned myself in a way to just celebrate all the good and support the not so good too you know I think that's hard yeah we need that in our lives and you have definitely brought it and (laughs) we're very grateful I'm the party in a person somebody told me that at one point (laughs) that I can just be you know um that's who I am so yeah and I think you're right that what people need we've all experienced this but to know I'm not alone in this, whatever this is. And for Joyce, for people we work with around the planet, for me personally, um, we need more people saying you're not alone in this. And you've said that to Joyce, you've said that to me, and I've, uh, and it's really helped me. And so the more we can all do that for each other in our neighborhoods and around the world, the better. So thanks for doing that for us. Uh, Well, I just, I love what you guys are doing. Um, I really encourage before we go kind of a little bit more into what Flint's doing, but go and check out the Powered by Her Kenya. And really, um, if if you're led to to what we're doing and, um, you know, want to be involved, I I really encourage you to reach out to me or Travis or Laura. And, and kind of connect. I, I, I'm excited. I don't know if it's 24 or 25. We're going to have Powered by Her Kenya trip and yeah. we'll, you know, have that going on. But um, real quick, too. So Flint does is in a lot of other countries as well as Kenya in 10 other countries. Like we mentioned, you are big into South America. You're in India as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go to the Flint website. But um, one of the big things that you kind of like bit off at this year is that you want to do a benefit concert so the benefit concert is next tuesday i think there's a few tickets left um and we'd love to have people i say we i always when i when i'm we, talking about flint i'm just i'm good glad that it's flint global partners because yeah. i'm i well, always we, say we're we, now the we. um but so um so you you're doing a benefit concert with cheryl crow you found this ally with um i feel like i'm back in the 90s again i love it i'm so excited and so um Tell us a little bit about the concert um, it, next week. How can yes. people can find tickets on your website? So, yes, concert is October 24th at the Country Music Hall of Fame in Nashville. Cheryl Crow has been super generous to, to sponsor this benefit concert for us. Uh, we'll have an opener blessing offer, which uh, some of you all may have heard of. And, yes, if you go to, to our website, and you should find a link just right at the top of the website to find more tickets. Hopefully By the time you're listening to this, who knows whether there's any left or not, right. but hopefully there's a few more left. Um, I'm really excited. And and your goal for this, this fundraising effort was more of a capital campaign. You've done some little stuff. You know, you usually do an event in the fall. Um, you've done this Lawnaroo event, and it's probably brought in a – tens of thousands of dollars um but you felt like you needed to kind of make a bigger splash yeah basically uh we have seen now we're multiple years into this work uh as individuals we've done this type of work much longer than before flint global existed but through this organization 
the way we've been able to move forward the work and impact so many people in such meaningful ways, we see now that we have something that is extremely effective, that's working, that is growing, but the demand for what we do, the need for it, that is an urgent need that people feel daily in terms of whether they're able to provide for themselves and their families. There's just so much need and we are in a position to, to meet that need but we need more allies and partners on the funding side, on the volunteer side, on the global awareness side, people like you. Um, so this is an event to spread the word, to celebrate what's happened so far, to celebrate our new vision to impact half a million people over the next 10 years, and to bring in the attention and the funding that it will take for us to meet that objective. Um, so we're just super excited about it. and. Anyone who can come, it's going to be a lot of fun. Well, and one thing I really, I mean, we focus on it a bit, but I really want to focus on the fact that so many international um, support systems are not really trying to make generational change. And that is really the driving force behind what you're doing with Flint. And so I think that that's a huge piece that people need to understand is that this is not just a Band-Aid. This is a surgery to change the lives and impact these people that you're working with, but then their generations to come, and hopefully kind of make a, a global impact that the, the world hasn't seen this driving force before. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well said, yeah. Tiffany. It's not even just a surgery. It's a complete lifestyle transformation like it is changing the systems and the ecosystem that exist around people so that they can flourish not just today not tomorrow but for generations to come and it is this is born out of many hard lessons learned a team of people who have spent years living in these environments and learning the hard way what works and what doesn't work and with proven results and so we're just honored to be a part of it it's something we've been swept up into and that has been a gift to our lives and so we want more great people to join us to be a part of it with us and we hope that it's not just a giving but it's something that is meaningful and beautiful to be a part of for everyone who joins us i think i would add on that uh Tiffany, as you talk about lasting generational change, it's, it's so true, and it's so much bigger than this one-on-one -on -one transformation. Like, your relationship and friendship with Joyce, uh, Joyce has been going through a process of uh, developing a business, building a life for herself, which impacts her. It impacts her children. It impacts the people who experience her business. And what so often happens with uh, leaders and, and great people who are going through change is they want to take that change to other people. So just like I am not here in and of my own accord, I am the product of other people's generosity. I got to college because people helped me along the way. Mm -hmm. uh, I think when we're walking alongside other people and there is this great change, so often they want to share it and other people see it and they want it. 
so that that the effect of just change in one person's life goes well beyond them into a community for sure I think it's just I'm I I just I think this this Flint is different than so many international programs that are out there and I just I'm I'm so excited about what you guys are doing what Flint the impact like I said I'm a little bit of a crazy stalker maybe a little bit of like I just want to be like I think to me being around people who are movers and shakers and doing things in a different level different capacity than what I'm doing it just it it puts wind in my sails as well I think sometimes people forget like when you're put you're spending so much time putting wind in other people's sails it's like but it kind of comes back and it it works hand in hand and I think a lot of our listeners are are women who are doing a bunch of things and sometimes it's like well I don't have time to volunteer or serve or I could never take 10 days out to go on a trip to Kenya and it's like but the impact that that trip had on me I had no idea that the generosity and the connections of these people that we met um, would genuinely be my friends and genuinely keep me going there's there's a whole aspect of of me of giving and serving and being a force with other people that I never thought I would I I would have never guessed and imagined kind of the trajectory of things going on this you know what I thought was kind of a vacation you know it's amazing it's beautiful it is beautiful um what do you think so we're looking to do a half million um commit to a half million people by 2020 2033 is that yes. what you said? 2033. That's the mission. Um, if you want to donate to Flint, you can go to flintglobal.org. Flintglobal.org. And you can also find the Power by Her Kenya link as well there. Um, check out what they're doing. They do a lot of fundraisers. There's places to volunteer. I am just super excited about all the things that you're doing. Follow along on social media. Where do, can we find you on social media? Uh, Instagram. Dot com slash Flint Global. <laughs> <laughs> Search Flint Global. W W dot Instagram. No, if you go to our website, you can find links to all the social media um, okay. and follow us. Um, and you can probably find Travis's email address on there. I would highly recommend trying to find um, Travis is pulled in a million directions. And as much as he is a great driving force, um, he's maybe not your the best person to reach out to because he has a lot on his plate um but he's got you have a you've assembled a great team um and I've worked with other people on your team as well and I just you found the right people in the right places like to do kind of align with your work and what you're doing it's an amazing crew I'm just that's one thing I love the most is that I get to work with such great people yeah any other last parting before we sign off this has been thank you Travis you are the man that has made it into power by her it's an honor. um it wasn't too terrible it wasn't too painful to oh, be here today great. it was great good um i appreciate it thank you so much for everyone listening to our 100th episode any other last parting words of wisdom you want to tell anybody tiffany anton is a force to be reckoned with <laughs> thanks laura I, I mean i don't know like we really did not know each other that well mm-hmm. i mean there it was definitely i remember a week or two before we left for the trip and i tra- saw travis at a restaurant i was like that's laura right like it was still that kind of you know feeling and then after poopsicles and popsicles and we just laughed so much and i cried a whole lot and 
there was just not in bad ways, good ways. Um, and just some of my people who know me personally, uh, my sense of humor is not always very clean. And I was, I say things to make people uncomfortable sometimes. And so, um, it was, I'm sure you, you were, we, in- we got to know each other really <laughs> well, really quickly. <laughs> did we did um I won't tell the airplane story but if anybody sees me in person um what Laura did on the airplane was it's a good one will go down in history I won't say it here but it was an embarrassment I still will giggle thinking about that story. So thank you guys so much for being here today. I really appreciate when I, when I was planning out the hundredth episode, just Flint global, Travis, all that we've done together and, and the partnership that, you know, what the impact that you've had on me and powered by her and the support that you even wear powered by her shirts. I love Everybody it. in the family has a powered by her Thank shirt. You. Now the whole family is, um, you know, supportive. And so I just really appreciate everything that you guys have poured back into me and, and how you let me be a we with you guys and let me be a part of everything. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to our hundredth episode. Thank you for sticking with us for the last four and a half years, a hundred episodes. I'm so proud and I'm just so thankful of the audience that we have and everything that you guys do. So have a great week and we'll see you next week. If you want to know more about Powered by Her, head over to PoweredByHer.com. Join the community, support the cause, and we'll see you next week.